Thanks for checking out The Bridge Podcast, a ministry to St. Francis and the surrounding community. It's not a mistake you are here. We pray God speaks to you today. Service times are 9.30 and 11 a.m. Sunday mornings. Feel free to check us out at sfbridge.org. Have a life-giving week. All right, good, good. So I'm ex- How many here, just out of curiosity, have seen The Martian? All right, quite, about half of us. If you haven't seen it, it's an incredible science fiction movie, which is one of my favorite genres. You can attest, my wife can attest to that. Um, and in the movie, here, just to get everybody on the same page, this is what takes place. This is what happens, is you have Matt Damon, who stars in just about every good movie lately, it seems like. And uh, he's here, and he goes to Mars with this group, um, you know, from NASA. And they're on Mars, and while they're there, uh, basically a storm comes and you know they're about to get stranded unless they leave right then and there and get off the planet and so they're getting off the planet and he's you know they, they leave him for dead they think he's dead and so they take off they head back according to the movie it's four years to get back to earth and so they go back to earth and they leave him there well he wakes up he's alive and I'm not going to give away the whole movie I'll just give you a little teaser in case you ever want to see it all right and, and they, they get back to earth and finally, eventually, he shows up and he says, I'm alive. And they rece- you know, NASA receives this transmission and, and he says, I'm, I'm actually still alive, hello. And they're freaking out. It's this huge publicity thing going on. And they have to come up with a plan. Like, do we just let him die? Do we just leave him on this cold planet? Or do we go back and do we rescue him and bring him back to earth? And so the whole rest of the movie there's this political debate about do we go, do we not go, do we bring him back, do we not bring him back, and all of this is happening at the same time. Here's what I want to ask you to do this morning, okay, whether you're a sci-fi person or not, whether you think it's crazy that we could go over to Mars or whatever, this is what I want you to think of because we're using these movies to glorify God. Think about this. If you were in Matt Damon's character's shoes, you are stranded by yourself for four years. That like stinks. Just imagine that. Could you, some of you are like, ah, that sounds so good right now. Man, (laughs) you're like, man, just get me away for like, my kids are screaming, work is crazy. This sounds like paradise. And it probably would be for like a month maybe. And then afterwards, you know what's going to happen? You're going to go a little cuckoo, all right? You're going to go a little insane. In fact, I wanted to show you some of the clips where he does go a little crazy but every single one of the clips had like serious curse words and I was just not going to play that in the sanctuary this morning. So you can YouTube it, all right? Um, So just imagine that here you are by yourself. Now let me ask you this. Have you ever in your life ever one time felt like you were completely by yourself? And I'm not talking physically, like mentally you're like nobody here, none of my family, my spouse, my kids, nobody has a clue of what I'm dealing with and I'm just, I'm like, I'm on a mental vacation. Who's ever taken that mental vacation? Come on, you've all taken the mental vacation. We've all taken that mental vacation. You even do it while I preach, all right? You know it. I do too, all right? And so we go on these mental vacations, we get away. But only God knows where we're at. Only God knows that we've gone away. Only God knows that, you know what? We just took a back step. And here's why. You realize, though Matt's on this planet, Matt Damon, by himself, God is with us whenever we feel like that, Okay? And it's, it's kind of a simple concept. Yeah, we, Chris, we know that God is with us. But I don't know that we really understand or comprehend to what level he is actually with us. In every positive thing that happens in life, in every negative thing that happens in life, God says he will never, ever, 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 ever leave us nor forsake us. 
Do you agree with me this morning? God will never leave us or forsake us. And here's the coolest part about this, is God wants us, and I believe today big time, I believe as Matt was praying that he believes today's a special day. I do too because I believe that God wants to get that concept from up in our minds to down in our hearts. We might believe, well, yeah, duh, Chris, we know God's everywhere all the time. We believe it. We see it. We understand it. Okay? We even believe the theology of it. But in our hearts, our actions don't necessarily portray that we believe that all the time. Okay? Because we worry. We get frustrated. How How many of us have ever asked the question to God, why? Why, God? Okay? Or, or we go, all right, Lord, I, I, want, I want you to show me. Like, give me a sign, God. You ever ask God for a sign? It's been a few minutes. Here's what Deuteronomy chapter 31, verse 6 says. I love this. It says, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you, and he will never leave you nor forsake you. We'll just leave this up on the screen here for a moment. This verse right here this verse, to me, dictates sometimes what I call the 18-inch rule in Christianity. What's the 18-inch rule? I believe heaven and hell is a difference of 18 inches. It's right here, okay? That's the difference. And we have to believe it, not just think it, okay? And so I believe that this is truth. I believe God did send Jesus to die on the cross for us so that if we accept him, we receive eternal life. That part we know. But I believe that he did that to fulfill his promise all the way back in Deuteronomy Because what's happening here is the Israelites were taking this new land. They were taking this new territory. It was incredible. It was crazy. Their spies even said, there's giants in the land. There's giants here. Are we going to go? And they still went. They still conquered this land. It became the promised land. And God fulfilled every promise that he had to them. And today he's still fulfilling that promise to the point where Jesus came. He said, I'm not coming to abolish the law, but I am coming to fulfill the law. In fact, Jesus, and I'll get into it in just a couple minutes, but Jesus has one biblical verse that he says all the law and all of the prophets hang on this one verse. If Jesus says that, I think it's important, okay? That's like the most important verse in the Bible, per se, that we're going to get into today. So what does it mean that God will never leave us nor forsake us? Because it wasn't just for the Israelites. I believe it's for us today. What does it really mean? If we unpack this verse, I believe there's seven things we can kind of just pull out here. There's probably a hundred thousand things we could pull out, but here's seven that I believe are for us today. So here we go. Um, before, we, before we get in there, though, let me say this. This verse, some of you need to, after church today, you need to go to a tattoo parlor and get this tattooed on your forearm. Because you need to get it deep down in your soul, okay? Some of us, we're going, all right, I, I think I believe it, but I'm, it's, it's this, that part of that faith walk. It's that faith journey, you know? Faith is being sure what we hope for and certain of what we don't see. And this is that time to jump, Okay? Remember Indiana Jones, where he jumps, you know, the faith step? Come on. You remember? That's what God's asking you to do with believing this. So here we go. Here's the seven. Number one is connection. Everyone say connection. Connection. This is what it does. The Lord will not leave us or forsake us. It connects us with him. He will be with us as he was with our forefathers. He will stay with us. And what happens is he will eventually cause our hearts to turn towards him and be connected with him. Okay? His presence, being in God's presence, just like we did this morning during worship, just like we're doing at worship night here in a couple weeks, His presence will allow us to develop what's known as intimacy. It's a tough word for us guys sometimes, okay? 
and a closeness with Him. He wants us to walk hand in hand. And as a result, our hearts are drawn towards Him and we end up developing this lifestyle that's pleasing to Him. Okay? Because we're walking, we're connected, we're one with God. God, you know, Jesus says in the New Testament, He says, me and the Father are one. That was an example to us. God wants us to be one with Him. And I'm not saying we're all God, nothing like that. Please hear me out. But He's saying that we are to be connected. We are to do life with God. We are to have relationship with Him. It's not just a, okay, I did my hour, I did my penance, I did my stuff, now I'm good to go. No, it's a day in and day out walk that God wants for us. Psalm chapter 22, verses 4 and 5. It says, in you, our ancestors put their trust. They trusted and you delivered them. To you they cried out and were what? They were saved. In you they trusted and they were not put to shame. And so God's calling for us to go, hey, if we believe that he will never leave us and never forsake us, then we're to connect with him. Number two is this. Courage. Everyone say courage. The Lord will never leave us or forsake us. I want you to get that down in your soul today. This gives us this courage, though, and this confidence to face anything that might come up in our lives, to face any challenges or any forces that might rise against us. You ever feel sometimes the world's against you a little bit? You ever felt that in your life? No one here. Wow. Okay, I have at times. You ever feel like, man, God, I'm doing, I think, the will of what you want me to do, but everything's coming against me. It doesn't always happen, but there's those times where God says, okay, I need you to have courage to trust in me right now and not look to the left, not look to the right, but follow me. When we're connected and we realize that God will never leave us or forsake us during those times, it's those times that we grab onto him and say, I'm not letting go, God, until I get that miracle. We just sang about that. I'm holding on until that happens. Hebrews chapter 13, verses 5 and 6. Keep your lives free from the love of money and be content with what you have because God said, here it is, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. So we say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? To me, that's like we're sergeants, we're drill sergeants. Like, all right, God, I have the confidence and the courage to be a man or a woman of God after you, connecting with you, going, Lord, no matter what comes my way, I will have a relationship with you and nothing will ever ever hinder that nothing do we have that faith this morning number three confirmation how many have ever been through confirmation that's just about all of us here you guys are like way ahead theologically than me all right i never went to confirmation i didn't grow up church but confirmation was a cool idea where it confirmed you at a specific age that yes you're a believer in the faith you have these things down confirmation however doesn't save you Baptism doesn't save you. It's simply the relationship with Christ that saves you. Okay? He will confirm and fulfill the promise that he's given to us just as he was with the people of Israel until they entered that promised land. He will be with us until we inherit every single promise that the Bible has for you and me. Every single one. Okay? Either it's truth or it's a lie. There's no in between. Okay? Okay, Deuteronomy 31, 7, verses 8. This is right after that verse where it says, God will never leave us nor forsake us. It's right after this. Here it is. Moses summoned Joshua and said to him, in the presence of all Israel, be strong and courageous, for you must go with this people into the land that the Lord swore to their ancestors. That's the confirmation right there. To give them, and you must divide it among them as their inheritance. The Lord himself goes before you, 
and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. He will confirm in your heart the promises that he's given you. Okay? Both, I believe, through experience and both biblically. If it doesn't line up with the Bible, then it's not God's. But if it lines up with the Bible, those promises that he's given you in, his, in your heart, he will fulfill. That is the loving father whom we serve. That says he will never leave you, never forsake you. And you might think sometimes, God, I've been praying for my spouse for, for years and they still don't know you. God, I've been praying for this miracle to happen. I still haven't seen it. God says, hold on. Just hold on. You think back to the movie. If you were stranded for four years and you couldn't give up on that promise, that's, I believe, what God wants to speak to us this morning. Don't give up. Don't give up. Number four, completion. Everyone say completion. Completion. I love completion. I grew up in a house where my dad was notorious for, he would start a project. You know where I'm going. You had a dad like this, didn't you? I love my dad, but he would start a project and then he would, you know, get three quarters of the way done and then he'd go to the next project and he would start that. And I can just share with you that that was some very intense conversing between him and my mother during those times. I'll just leave it there. I don't think all those projects ever got completed to this day, all right? But God, what he did in us, he wants to bring to completion. He brought the law and the prophets to completion through the person of Jesus Christ. And he wants to bring you and I to this place of completion. You see, Solomon built this temple to the Lord. It took him years. It took planning, okay? God was with him until the completion of that. God will be with us until the completion of the work we're doing for him. Okay, we've got to trust in his faithfulness and not become discouraged or weary in any of the labors we do for the Lord. Here, here it is, right here, Philippians chapter 1, verse 6. It says, being confident of this, that he, talking about Jesus Christ, who began a good work and you will carry it until the completion, until the, until the day he comes back, to the day of Jesus Christ. Okay, whatever God has started in you, he's not. Number five, covenant. If you go back a couple months, we did a whole uh, message on covenant, the difference between covenant and contract. Covenant is really where God has these promises between you and me. And if we break our end, he will never break his end. That's what covenant is. Okay, a contract says if you break your end of the bargain, then I have to break mine. God does not operate in contracts. He operates in covenant. And so when God says, I promise I will never leave you nor forsake you, if we leave him or we forsake him, he still will never leave us or forsake us. That is the God in whom we serve, okay? Therefore, for his namesake, he will never leave us alone in this world or on Mars, okay? We're the people of God who have a covenant relationship with him. If we have said yes to Jesus Christ, we are within relational covenant with him and there's a protection on this covenant. The Lord will not forsake us because of that promise and because of that covenant in which we have. I'm not going to dive into that anymore. You can listen to that back a couple months. Here's number six. Commandments. Everyone say commandments. The Lord will not leave us or forsake us because when we keep his commandments and we walk in his ways, he gives us the assurance of his presence and his protection. He'll be with us at all times and help us in every single circumstance we might face. Every single one. But he says, we have to be a part of these commandments. Well, what are these commandments? 
Jesus again came to fulfill the Old Testament law. He didn't come to abolish it. And he came in and he said, no longer is it eye for an eye or tooth for a tooth. He said, no, it's turn the other cheek. It's give them your cloak, give them your coat, do whatever you can. And he said, I came to fulfill that. And so he took the law and he made it even into a deeper level is what he did. And so then you read in the book of John, it says, Jesus says, if you love me, Jesus' words, then you will obey my commands. Those are the commands in which he's talking. He's not talking right there about all the Old Testament commands. He's talking about the fulfillment of the Old Testament commands. Those are the commands he wants us to follow. 1 Kings chapter 6, verse 12. As for this temple you are building, if you follow my decrees, observe my laws, and keep all my commands, and obey them, I will fulfill through you the promise I gave David, your father. See, God's promises don't ever go away. They're there. Once they're spoken, they're there. Once they're written, they're there. That's the God in whom you serve. And so we're to follow those commands. Just here in 1 Kings, it's talking about the re- rebuilding of the temple. Okay? God said, I will be with you. I will protect you while that's being rebuilt. Here's what's really interesting about this verse. In the New Testament, do you know what it considers to be the temple of God now? You. It says you are the temple of God in which God is rebuilding, rebuilding. When we say yes to him, he's constantly restructuring. That's what the Bible calls being born again. He's bringing that into a new life. Here's the last one. Contrition. Now, for those of you, anyone grew up Catholic? If you grew up Catholic, you probably know this word. For those of you that didn't, maybe it's a new word for you. Contrition. Same word for us as repentance, or this is the time where you would go and you share your penance, or you would, you know, you come and you'd confess your sins. This is an ordinance in the Catholic Church to be saved. You must do this at the Catholic Church. We don't preach that here. We don't teach that here. We believe that we have to confess to Jesus, and He will make us righteous through Him alone. It's that simple. But the Lord, in contrition, when we come to Him and we confess anything that's in our heart, any any garbage, any yuck, any, any stuff that's maybe we're like, man, I can't even share this with like the pastor because, man, if he knew this, any of that stuff that we think about, God's promise is, you know what? If you come and share that with me, God says, I will still never leave you. I will still never forsake you, okay? I, and God's saying, I don't care what it is. You know, Nick brought that up last week. He said, no matter what you say to God, God will never leave you there, okay? He just won't. So let me ask you this. We only have a few minutes left, believe it or not. But what is our response to God? Do we just go, yay, Pastor Chris, thank you so much. That was great. I know that God's with me and he'll never leave me or forsake me. Have a great Sunday. Go Vikes. No, because then it's just knowledge, okay? I believe God wants to turn that knowledge into wisdom and transform our lives. That's, that's why we do what we do. We're not just here to... You know, to share little goosebump things to make you feel good. No, we want to be life-giving, but we want God to transform us constantly. And so how do we do that? What's our response? Yes, if we're like Matt Damon and we're stranded on Mars and we're going, all right, God, I know you will never leave me or forsake me. I think our desperation of what we would cry out to God would be so much more intense than it is in our everyday life. I think that's where God wants to get us to. And I would rather get to that point before God has to make my circumstances get me to that point. So what is our response? What do we say to God? How do we reply? What is he asking for us? So here, here's where in lies the rub. This is it, okay? In this movie, Matt Damon, I love this. 
He never once stopped believing that NASA was going to come back for him. Not once. Okay? He believed it. He believed. There, was, there was moments where he was, you know, doubting, but he knew his team. He knew his crew. He also prepared to receive them. He had to prepare to receive them. And the third thing he did is he did everything in his power to stay alive. If you've seen the video, one of my favorite parts of the movie, he, all he eats is potatoes for four years. I'm not talking like au gratin or like baked with sour cream and bacon. I mean, come on, somebody, okay? But I'm talking like, you know what? He, he runs out of ketchup, and there's this part of the video, it's my favorite part where he's sitting there, and he's looking up at the screen, and he's, you know, doing these feedbacks back to NASA. And while he's sitting there, he says, you know, a few weeks ago I ran out of ketchup, so the only thing I have left to dip it in is Vicodin. And he just breaks it apart and starts dipping the potato in Vicodin. Hey, whatever, all right, it works. And I think, what would we do? Where would we be at? But his response was he didn't give up. He continued to pursue to get back. Yes, it's sci-fi. I know that, okay? It's fiction. But our lives with God is not fiction. And so what does God want us to do? In the New Testament, Jesus is asked, what's the greatest commandment? What's the greatest commandment that trumps anything else? Over anything else, what's the greatest commandment? What is it? His disciples ask him this. The verse that Jesus cites a few verses later from Deuteronomy uh, excuse me, a few, sites, a few chapters before, is taken right out of the same book in the Old Testament. It's Deuteronomy chapter 6. This is what I'm going to invite Matt to come on up here. I'm going to just play behind me as I bring this to a close. But this is what he says in Deuteronomy. This is where Jesus gets his verse from. It's Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 4 through 9. Here's what our response is supposed to be. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Here it is, right here. This is the crux of the day. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be upon your hearts. Now let's see, if, does this sound important? Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. I think that's maybe important. The disciples are asking Jesus, what's the greatest commandment? What is it? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul. Second one, like Darcy said, is right next to it. Love your neighbor as yourself. But this one... The entire law and prophets are built upon this one theology, this one foundation of us loving our Lord God with all our heart, soul, and mind. In the Jewish world, what this is known as, it's known as the Shema, okay? If you go up to a Jewish household, to this day, if you go to a Jewish household and you go up to their door, you will see the Shema in Hebrew on their door because it's that important. To love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind and soul. Why is it that important? Why is it that important? Because it taught us that there's one true God who desperately, desperately wants you. And he's sitting there, and I believe he wants you more than anything else in life. But you know the second thing that he wants? He wants you to want him 
just as desperately. That's what we're going to do this morning. I'm going to ask you to stand to your feet. Go ahead. Stand. <clears throat> we don't t- this has been a podcast of The Bridge Church. Have a great week. Stop in Sunday sometime and visit. If you would like to give, you can do so online at sfbridge.org. Have a great week.